0: Welcome to Revive Ministry Podcast. A lot of times in life we get complacent in how we see the world and its size. We can feel that our neighborhood only exceeds our own country of origin. I have today Seda joining me today to begin a new theme. It's April and we're talking about embracing the storm towards wellness. Thank you, Seda, for agreeing to be a guest with us today.
1: Hi, thank you so much for having me. Yeah,
0: no... And those who are listening, I know every single time I start an episode, I always tell you that um, always to be knowledgeable of your resources. Uh, in the U.S., if you are in a crisis, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is 1-800-273-8255. I encourage all those listening to find what is available in your area or neighborhood. Before we begin, Seda. Um, is not from the typical places where I get my guests from. <laughs> She's actually from Palestine. And I, thought, I felt like, um, I thought, you know, a lot of times we could be locked in our bubbles. You know, I'm in the United States and a lot of times we're just like, even we could be locked in our own like circles in our own town because of how the uncertainty of 2020. But I thought it was a fresh look when I, when I talked to Seda briefly. And I got to know um, a bit about her. I I thought she'd be great to talk about this subject, about embracing the storm, you know, because sometimes our storms is very personal to our own self. But I like that um, we're getting outside the box because all the neighborhood, everyone's in in the concept of um, of COVID-19 is everyone. Everyone's in. Everyone's involved in (laughs) this. And and, and I feel that. and um, when it comes to recovery when it comes to storms in lives i feel it's good to see a different perspective and i just wanted to thank you i do not minimize anyone coming to be a guest because it can be we talk sometimes we talk about very personal things but i like to provide a safe place and again thank you seda for agreeing to be a guest
1: thank you so much for having me honestly i'm excited here's all i can say
0: no it's fine um i People who listen regularly, who are listening to this right now, know that I, I'm a quote person. I do quotes yeah. a lot, so um, I want—I didn't. Uh, I, when you listen to this quote, I want you to think about what it means to you personally, but also what 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 can we learn as as a community of people around the world? And it's just a really basic quote, but I think it's very telling. It's from Robert Frost, and it says the best way out is always through <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> for me that's um, short but simple but now I just want you like I said what does it say to you briefly I mean, what lessons do you think we could learn from it
1: I feel like you can go head like head on in any topic and mm-hmm. any like but for me um, I, I used to live in America-hmm and when I came here it was huge 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 culture shock mm-hmm um, I'm In the beginning, I really did not like it.
0: Yeah.
1: Because I didn't know anyone. I didn't have any friends. It was just overall horrible. Yeah. And anytime you would talk about any kind of, like, mental illness, it was, like, this taboo thing. Like, you're not allowed to. Like, oh, my God. She's, like, she's ruined. She's gone. Yeah. Oh, God. Like, she's that's it. like, put her in a mental hospital and call it a day.
0: Yeah. Just, but yeah. for
1: me, I was just, like, straight. Like, I put... Like, the best way through, like, the best way I took it, like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: how I take any aspect of my life is just to go through it, take one day at a time, and just, like, breathe. Mm-hmm. And remember, like, this day will pass, and another day, and you have another chance to do what you want to do, what you need to do.
0: Yeah. I, I like that. That You know, there, there's this, uh, I don't know, Dale Carnegie says it this way. You know, I, sometimes we move outside the country sometimes we just move mm. inside the country
1: exactly. but change is
0: always the same I remember Dale Carnegie saying you can make more friends in two months by becoming interested in other people than you can do in two years trying to get other people interested in you that's crazy but it's yeah. true and for me that like for, um I got um in my recovery um I got more comfortable being around people that may I may not agree with but it made me mm. grow at the same time you know and um I don't know, storms are, you know, as we this quote, um, what lessons do you, and I know you said personally how this going through, um, I know, obviously, when we're going through and we're heading on, um, taking on some difficult, difficult topics, it can actually make us see things and make us grow in different ways. And I look at 2020 as a great lesson when we look at this.
1: No, Um, of course.
0: We could we could always talk ourselves out of anything. Say that you know, like yes, I could say true. anything. So, when any other insight you want to add or comment on this quote, as we kind of stretch forward to the next part of um, this topic of embracing this storm.
1: Like, yeah, like I said before, like I you can like with mental health, you can psych yourself out. Like you would want something so badly, and somehow, like in your m- mind, it would trick you, be like no. No, don't do it. Everyone's going to laugh. Don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah. And But taking it head on and just going like, okay, I got this. I I got this no matter what anyone says. I can do it. Like this quote, yes, it's short. But it's also like, like you said, short and simple. But like also it hits home.
0: It does. It does. You know, part of like that, 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 that what you're describing and what I, I am learning also in my own life is it's more of a journey than a destination yeah, because exactly. when like we're going to make mistakes, I, I'm a, you know, I'm going on a little road trip North. I was telling Seda before this. <laughs> and like, if you ever go on a road trip, you know, you try to eat well, but if it's a long one, sometimes you don't.
1: You're
0: Like I don't know. Like, it's kind of like the cure for like, um, but like at the same time you roll with the punches, but I think it's, it, it's, it's very telling because it's that one pivotal um, when you th- when you look at uh, the journey versus destination mindset. And I find that it's very helpful because when you're on the journey, you know, there's going to be mistakes, but that doesn't hinge on my value moving forward. Exactly. And like, remembering that.
1: Regardless, at the end of the day, you can make so many mistakes, but to make sure that you learned from those mistakes and become a better person because of those mistakes is so crucial and so important.
0: Yes. So I just want to ask you, um, you know, stigma. Now I'm Mm. just going to go over to stigma. You know, a lot of Mm. times stigma is kind of really uh, reflective of the person himself, their own experiences, because I could say I experienced stigma here. But that looks very different from other hmm. places and other cultures and other families and never other experiences um sometimes with stigma it just kind of prevents us growing and i think that's the biggest problem with stigma it's not that we don't have these initial feelings of course you know if i'm when i struggle with mental health i struggled to even get treatment because i felt a lot of shame you know i'm half
1: exactly that's that's the thing with the stigma they have this whole a stereotype that if you have some sort of mental health you have a no saving that you know let's say you're out of society
0: yeah and i feel like in a way um it, it life doesn't work the the certainty sometimes in life that we try to hold on to is as flimsy as what we thought twenty twenty was going to be like. No oh, god,
1: we, we started out eating Tide Pods and we ended up wanting to die for real. I'm like yeah. oh
0: god. Uh, no, it's it's funny because at the same time, um, it's yeah, uh, Albert Einstein says it this way. You know, lots of times people, especially I went to university, and you know, a lot of times we think of um, when we think of um, being um, intelligent, we think of Knowledge, right? And that's a good part of it, but we never consider what Albert Einstein says: the measure of intelligence is the ability to change. That's it. The, yeah, one that's so li- <laughs> the one constant life is change, and I, I, I know I'm segueing, but stigma. I want to get your take on stigma. I know you shared a little bit, but you're mm. in Palestine. A lot of people yeah. haven't even explored. The closest I've been to was Egypt. That's <laughs> so. <laughs> so
1: YouTube is beautiful, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, So, can you tell us a little bit, like, context? Like, I know you told that you moved from America to there. What, besides well, family, in a, be, be, yeah, what have you I mean, you seen? In,
1: America, in America, you can call a hotline, and you will have somebody on you. Like, on the phone, you could have somebody to contact. Mm-hmm. But in Palestine, I haven't seen. I don't think we even have a hotline, to be honest with you. And if we yeah. do, nobody talks about that there is a hotline, and there is help. Mm-hmm. And... Like I can honestly say that there's probably like 10 therapists in the country itself or probably there's more and I just don't know. Let me just yeah. be honest with you. yeah, But when, when you're like, okay, I got to go to therapy, like not me, but like you know, when someone's like, oh, I might need a therapist. Everyone just looks at the person in the room and they're just like, oh, she's crazy. Like, yeah. oh. And that has nothing to do with like, there's a thing that there's culture and there's religion. Mm-hmm. And in religion, we are, we are persuaded to get our heart like you know for our mental health to be in check for us to if we need help to reach out you know our religion is about peace Mm. well along you know as time passed the stereotypes of mental health has taken over and the cultures has x the person out if they do have any kind of anxiety uh bipolar disorder depression you know along those lines they're gonna be scared to come out and be like oh i have one two three because they're gonna be like okay society's gonna deem me as unsavable so why should i try to be saved if nobody's gonna look at me as i've done something like i had i did get help and i am doing better now
0: yeah it's it's interesting because i feel um especially as you know i'm you know i was in um i was in the US, uh, i was in the military in 2000 mm-hmm. to 2004 I served in the US Air Force. I just remember, you know, the sense of urgency because the reason I bring up 2000, 2004 is just the whole like, you know, how things changed after 9-11, you know? Exactly. D- dramatically. You Dr- know, drastically. like, exactly. like I, I was able to go, we used to be able to go right to the gate to say goodbye to our loved ones, you know what I mean? Not oh, anymore. exactly, now not anymore. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so. but like also to take in like that too. But after nine eleven, everything changed. Not just like the, like the way America perceives. Come on, like the way America looks at any air for foreign country mm. has changed. Like yeah. I would say, i was like, oh yeah, I'm Palestinian. They're like, oh, you're oh. And I got one time somebody told me one time that I was a muzzy. and for mm. like a good second, I did not know what, the, what what the hell they were like referring to. Yeah. But, like, you know, after 9-11, everything, everything has changed since 9-11. Like, the basics between the American, the American country and the, the mm. Arab countries, too.
0: And, and it's interesting because, you know, we're talking about stigma. And we're talking about mm. mental health. We're talking about recovery. But they're all linked together. You know, how we yes. view each other. You know, I am, my mom is South Korean. And my mm-hmm. dad is Puerto Rican, so like we got very contrasting
1: yeah. filters
0: right there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so like for me, um, the shame was real. You know, you never talked about mental health. And, oh, they you know, hush you. They, and for me, it, like there was a sense of urgency. Like more. Exactly. Like at, as the years go by, I'm you know in the twenty. We're in twenty twenty one, and mm-hmm. the urgency, even though we're quarantined, is high.
1: The urgency to
0: prove ourselves i remember uh, watching um i don't know there's one movie it's called goodfellas it was an old one (laughs) Uh, (laughs) the funny thing about that movie is um there was this old saying that at least in korea that they have 2050 technology with 1950 ideals right and Mm -hmm. like i feel like it's problematic that way It, it becomes problematic I haven't been to Korea for a long time, but I do find that there. Um, when it comes to stigma, it's cross-cultural, it's cross, you know, faith, religion, whatever. Mm. Uh, it, 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 and But it all comes down to sometimes um, this urgency, this certainty, like the kind of words, like what people try to say, you know, only if you did this, this wouldn't happen to you or only if. But oh, for me, yeah, yeah, when it comes to like, if I am severely depressed, or if I, if I'm a parent of a son who tried to attempt suicide, you know what I mean? Mm-mm. They're like, only They're like, if you are better a parent, know, a be- better,
1: better, and they don't take into <laughs> account that it's not like it, it's not, you know, it's not that simple. <laughs> it isn't.
0: People are a lot more complicated, and people are learning that more and more as we, and that's a wonderful thing as we start to grow and knowledge of how dynamic each individual is. Uh, One guest I had, uh, she was a social worker in New York. Mm. She had a homeless, um, she was helping a homeless um, person for, get um, all like settled in. He's been homeless Mm. for 30 years in New York City. I tell this story way too, I tell this story so much because she Mm. tells me, she's like, the person asked her, what was Mm. the hardest thing being homeless in New York City? she was putting all everything she learned in social work everything on the table and he said no 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 he said loneliness that was it loneliness mm. it's kind of telling because like you know we don't think of that as a critical th- uh, critical item in our survival kit exactly. but it, but it is and we're beginning to see how complex we are. George Bernard Shaw said it this way. And I like what he says. He says, a life spent making mistakes is not only more honorable, but more useful than a life spent in doing nothing.
1: Yeah. That's-
0: <laughs> it's, 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 I know. Um, but stigma is just such a, such a huge topic, and we're kind of going all over the place, but it's all connected.
1: It's all over. It's, all, all <laughs> of it. it's, it's like a big map that's just connected with it all
0: yeah so like I feel like a lot of a lot of the coping skills especially I tried to in my facilitating and support group does I feel kind of help kind of with the stigma and the idea of being more grateful than mm-hmm. uh, gratitude is such a healing tool no matter who you yes, are yes
1: exactly it's true. when I'm
0: grateful for things versus just focusing on what I don't have I've never seen anyone in 12-step or AANA mm. or recovery, do well when all they talk about is what they don't have. Never works out. You got to start somewhere. On the positive, <laughs> exactly. Your
1: life will just get better and better from there. <laughs>
0: and then also forgiveness. People get a little stunted with forgiveness, mm. but forgiveness is really, even if someone really wronged you, and I had some people mm. on, on this podcast who've been hurt incredibly, right? And I will be like, some people were like, "How can you forgive what they what happened to them?" Right. Well, mm-hmm. forgiveness is really not for the person that you're but forgiving, for but for your the invig- yourself exactly. to move on to to let go and to heal. Finally, mm-hmm. um, I, I you know uh, I, I want to go back to um, um, I want to ask you this one thing, and we're talking about mm-hmm. stigma, but along the same line, it says, "What have you seen culturally that has helped with stigma?" regarding mental health we're talking about what has not and um um, a lot so what do you see that has kind of been turning that you think has been helping or has helped maybe even you personally
1: well like as like you know how america used to not like you know america you know some people still regard as mental health as taboo you know yeah as as much as people are talking about it now and Palestine, Palestine is a beautiful country amazing amazing people everything about it is, like i love it it's my home
0: mm-hmm.
1: um but as as time is going on as time is proceeding more people are talking about it more people are being open more people, more people are being fearless and mm. there's more people who are there's who are doctors who are reaching out and they're like okay we can help you each you the help we need you need and they'll be like you're not crazy you, it's We can help you. And they'll reach out, like, personally and be like, okay, this is the plan we can do for you. This is how we can help you. And even though sometimes they would, like, reject it because, you know, the taboo, the fact that more people are reaching out to others and be like, okay, here's, I understand what you're going through. Let me help you by one, two, three. More people are like, let's help each other. Like, if we do this together, if if you have someone, Mm -hmm. you can make us
0: through this. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I like um, you know when it comes to the dialogue continuing, and that's the yeah. best. way. that's the right now. Like, there's still shortcuts to this. This has been no. years and years that you know this the um, what because of un, not understanding mental illness, mm-hmm. not even having time. Let's just be honest. That's some of the true. some of the people, oh, my my parents, my grandparents may have not had the time. Let, but it's still. I'm not saying it's not important. It's definitely important because this con- this whole world is getting more urgent. You know, our mm-hmm. value is all stem to how much our bank account is, how much we make, what our titles are, and I exactly. see some of the back effects of that. It's like you might be very successful financially, but like, but at the end of the day,
1: you though. <laughs> yeah,
0: well, and it's 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 not you know, the mind is connected to your body too you may not take care of yourself I've seen people retire highly mm-hmm. successful a year later after retirement they pass away because oh they, 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 they kind of ignore their own self-care you know what I mean because
1: that's true
0: their, their value only hinged on the dollar amount they made or the titles they hold and I feel like society-wise and when it comes to around the globe that can be really problematic to stigma because that is
1: that is like everything's status everything's about money everything's <laughs> about how much do in your bank account what are, oh did you get the new like did you get the new lebron james shoes oh do you have a new iphone you know yeah
0: and you have to keep up
1: with the society
0: yeah and i feel like sometimes with that is it provides us a, an urgency and a kind of a skewed view of our our, our own reality of who we are and how we value ourselves. Um, there was this one interesting article I was reading. I think it was a, a part of a book. It was an ex- excerpt. And I'll try to find where it came from. But um, it was, oh, yeah, it was the lies that we believe. It was, it was authored. I'll, I'll put the comments in the, in the mm-hmm. notes. But he said that um, he had a client that was uh, a realtor during the real estate boom, right, in the 2000s. Oh, yeah. And then the bubble that bursted. He was struggling so hard because he was so successful as a realtor. Now he, not now he, he's not making anything, and he basically at the end of the day he felt all, his only value was in being that good v- realtor, not being a father, not being a husband. That's what he was, and yeah, but being a realtor, but being a realtor that that was that's what hinged him to being valued, and I feel like sometimes we overlook these things, but they're very. Very problematic when we talk about you know cultural biases, cultural Oh 100%. Uh, So stigma is so diverse, you know. Like I just and it's wanna... so
1: complex because we're like all over the place. <laughs> I
0: know, but it's
1: like I said, like it's so like stigma has like impacts everyone's daily life, like whether we realize it or not.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, um, I just want to ask you um, if you would w- would mind sharing um some experience you had in your own culture regarding recovery. I know you shared a bit mm. here and there, but like anything anything specific that you want to share, those listening, you know, they've never mm. some of them never even been out of the country or even close to your area. Um uh any anything that um sparked your interest of this topic? Why is it why are you so passionate like I feel I am um, mm. about um telling uh, talking about uh, a very taboo subject of oh, mental health why does it matter and i hate to say this but a lot of times i, I sometimes say it why should we care and i so that's the thing true. is like, it sound, why
1: should we care it sounds, bad. It, sa- it sounds no, bad it sounds no it sounds but i get what you mean like that's what people are saying like why should we care mm-hmm. but the thing is um there are people here in the country that have committed suicide Mm -hmm. and i I don't know exactly how much the percentage is i i I, honestly i don't like looking into it because it scares me a lot yeah Yeah. but when you bring up this topic automatically Mm -hmm. they they blame the parents oh they should have raised them better oh they should have loved them better oh they should have won two three and they and they're not realizing that's just a whole human life that took its own life. Yeah. And that could have been prevented. That could have been helped. That per- that that person could be standing here right now. If some one person reached out and noticed. If one person was like, oh, we care. Oh, what do you need? Are you doing okay? Like one person could have reached out and said one good thing, it would have made a huge difference.
0: Yeah. You know, the problem with stigma and why we've been, there's that. It's just a band aid a lot of times. You know, mm. a lot of times they just, they, for, it, people are scared. I, know, I can't imagine being a parent and losing my child that way. You know, and, then myself, happy, and
1: then having people believe you. Like, that's so.
0: Yeah, you can't even grief. grieve. Like, me, yeah,
1: they're like, oh, that's, yeah, that's your fault. Like, imagine, like, imagine hearing that for, like, as a parent.
0: Yeah. That, that for me, yeah. I feel that that's cross cultural. That's cross. It doesn't matter borders at this point, you know. Honestly, do, it doesn't really matter at that point, you know. I, and I just what, go ahead. Sorry.
1: Oh no! No, I was like, I just feel like that. Within time, the more people speak out, the more people are like, mental health is an okay. thing, get help, it's okay. You're not crazy. But the more people say this, the more people are gonna like believe it and get help and there'll be less suicide rates there'll be less people pointing the fingers when somebody does commit suicide and there'll be less people doing crazy things that people are not talking about
0: yeah and it's 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 just it's just starting the groundwork of finding some sustainable Mm -hmm. um ways to support one another during um during a, like if you have a mental health problem in other countries mm-hmm. like you're you're sharing it's very difficult to get the help that you need because nobody's
1: reaching out that's the thing like they, nobody's they, gonna be
0: like... no one's reaching out mm-hmm. because of the stigma standing in the way as as a band-aid and for for any like like you said um, even one life is too mm-hmm. much when it comes to exactly this stuff. um uh, and uh, there's just one quote it says, all happy families are like each unhappy family is unhappy in its own way. It's kind of interesting that this mm-hmm. guy, Leo Tolsto, um, um says it that way. Um, because I feel like it, it's kind of true because um, there's a lot of parallels with a happy family. And the family could be lent to a community. Could be, it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be specifically to your blood. Relationship mm-hmm. it could be your friends. But an unhappy family. There's many different ways for us to shame each other or have this stigma. But I feel, you know, when it comes to healing, like uh, I mentioned before, it's it's a it's a it's a journey. Like exactly, uh, it's 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 little steps, little steps leading you to bigger steps. But really, Mm -hmm. it's about sometimes finding stuff that you thought you lost. And one of the major things I found in my own experience was. Funding my value. You know, 20 years, about 20 years struggling with mental illness. That's, that's one of the epiphanies. This last year, I just want to share real quick, is what I learned the most was um, from my treatment. I still have therapy to this day, is I can't help everyone and that's okay.
1: Sounds, I think that's like, that's, that's, no, that's something that people really honestly need to realize. Having that hold on your shoulder that mm-hmm. you need to save everyone can yeah. bring you back to a dark spot too. I
0: know the other one, and I, me being a first generation American, both my parents, mm-hmm. um, is um, I can never pay back my I can never pay back my parents, and that's okay. Yeah,
1: that, it's
0: that's cr- it's, it's crazy hard. I tell you that much. Crazy mm-hmm. hard being, you know, as a young, you want to do all this stuff, but, and I'm not in. I love them. You know, I love my family. Uh, they're not perfect. I'm not perfect. It's just allowing all the chips to fall where they may. And I feel when we are allow that and have these safe places, that's what Revive Ministries is trying to do. Having guests like you to come just to share. You know, I used to. I remember Mister Rogers' neighborhood. <laughs> remember that? Yeah, I he, love
1: that. I, I to watch him. <laughs> I, I
0: love Mister Rogers, and I loved one thing he did was he always provided a safe place for people exactly. to share. And that's basically all it is. And um, I want to ask you um, um, uh, this one quote. I want to get your insight. I know I shared that quote, but uh, I want to share this one quote. It says, other things may change us, but we start and end with family. Anthony Brent. Family and connections uh-huh. all matter. How do we fit it in our own lives? How does this quote read to you, Sada?
1: Oh, okay.
0: That's oh. <laughs> a lot. It's a
1: lot. No. Yeah, no, that one took me. Okay. <laughs> I mean, family, for me, the most important thing in my life is my family, as corny as that may sound and mm-hmm. cliche, but I don't even think my family realized how much they helped me yeah. into, being, into shaping me to, in, as the person I am. Like, my mom and my dad, like, they raised me. They made me the person I am. They they never in my, their life like pushed me down for my dreams. You know, I would hear people telling me, "Oh, my mom was like, no, don't do this path. It's not for you." But my parents would always push me. Like I was, I once told them I wanted to be a comedian, and they were up for it. Like, <laughs> I'm not that funny, <laughs> <laughs> but they were always they were always pushing me to do great things. And one thing that I. No, for sure, I would not. I would not be here right now if it wasn't for that. For me, if I did not have a family that was so loving and supporting as much as I had, my family right now, my siblings. I have a little sister. She's like 12 years old, and she's like literally my biggest supporter in everything I do. <laughs> That's like I would awesome. tell, she's she's the cutest and sweetest person in the whole entire world. And she honestly brings me like don't. I hope she never hears this, but <laughs> she brings me so much joy in my life that. Honestly, family, like I said, this is a cliche. And I am so grateful because I know there's not people that have the privilege I do to have mm. a family that's supportive and kind and you could talk to them about anything and you could open up about anything. And I'm entirely, like, internally grateful that I, ha- that I was born in this kind of family. Because mm. if I was born in something else, I would not be here right now.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I think... I think we kind of, you know, as we talked about stigma strongly and what, our, um, what we would like to see, we also understand that all we really hope for is the dialogue to continue, you know, the, as we continue to exactly. question and to learn, because a, a lot of people have their own context. I want to share this one story. It's about John Lennon mm-hmm. uh, at age five or six. I can't remember. I read this. Uh, he was asked what he wanted to be when he grew up. I know those who are listening, I say this story a lot, mm-hmm. but I love it because just how simple he answers. He says, many kids chose a lot of very impressive t- job titles like astronaut, fireman, policeman, mm-hmm. scientist, etc. John Lennon simply said, I want to be happy. Teacher frantically tried to correct or guide John to a more suitable answer than simply saying happy. At age 38, than I am. I feel John had it more correct than first initially thought. Seda. I think
1: he. Had, I think he had everything planned out. He was smart. He was spot on. He Yeah, he, he was reaching for the stars.
0: I just want to say thank you, Seda. I just want to ask you: there's any final words you want to share? Those listening right now. Um, I hope to have you on another time too.
1: I would love to be on.
0: So, um, anything you want to share, those listening right now is April, the beginning of April. We're talking about embracing storms. Really focused on stigma and different mm. concepts in different countries and different environments. So, what in, what would you like to say to those listening?
1: Right I would like to say that if you're watching and you're from a country that doesn't isn't supportive of mental health or mental illness, that you are not alone. And just take one day at a time, and things will be okay. Like as much as people are saying things will be okay and it gets better it actually generally does like i will used to laugh when someone like tells me it would get better but now i'm like it really does get better and i'm so like grateful for what i have right now the progress i've made and i'm just hold on and it'll be worth it
0: Mm. thank you i i wanna um there's this one um what was it uh Um, There's this one, I I, I can't find it, but there was this one quote that kind of reminded me what you're saying. It says, Mm. uh, courage doesn't always roar, per se. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes courage is just that quiet voice at the end of the day that says, I'll try again tomorrow. That's all it is. Oh, Uh, I love
1: that. You have quotes (laughs) for everything. I love that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I just want to say, oh yeah, say that you're, you're writing a book you've written a book, yeah it
1: right? should be published right now
0: it should be published should, when you hear should, when you hear this right now but, he, uh, it is,
1: it's it's supposed it's supposed to be out in march like that's it like that's official
0: okay like, well 100%.
1: when
0: you uh, get you when you get that information i'll add it to the notes but um yeah. those who are listening just look at the notes and then you can check out what say has been up to um it's
1: called the girl who lives and it's it's a young adult fantasy romance book. You guys
0: would love it. I think uh, <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, can you say the title again? I, I didn't catch it. Uh,
1: the title is The Girl Who Lives.
0: The Girl Who Lives. Again, thank you, seda
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: No problem. I just want to tell those who are listening that you always find all the updates on revive That's our website. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and we are also on YouTube. I also want to say this is. I just want to say thank you for listening and stay safe. This is goodbye from Revive Ministry Podcast. Leaving with your last quote: Our greatest weakness lies in our greatest weakness lies in giving up. The most certain way to succeed is always to just try one more time. Revive Ministries wants to say that despite the challenging times we live in today, we're extremely grateful for all the inspiring stories of hope shared last year. Revive Ministry has ambitious goals for the future. We plan to have a more structured monthly theme and engaging topics that we we are extremely excited about. 92 episodes in, in just over a year, and more already scheduled to be uploaded, your help would be much appreciated. Look at the details of the episode to find out more. And as always, stay safe and thank you for listening.